When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. First and Pod, Super Bowl edition. The MVP has been given out. The trophy has been handed out. Travis Kelsey has cursed on live television. The last of the confetti has fallen. And here we are to talk about what was a, was a great game. It did end with some controversy, uh, which we will get to. I already know that I'm going to be mad about how much discussion officiating gets because an all-time quarterback put on an all-time second-half performance, man. They scored on every drive of the second half. It is the best start to a career in NFL history. He would be a Hall of Famer. If he retired after tonight's game, there were brilliant coaching uh, maneuvers. There were surprises based on conventional wisdom. I thought it was a great game that was temporarily marred by a bad holding call, but I did think based on how the Chiefs played in the second half, they deserved to win. Yeah, but let's let's go through this for a second. Yeah. If you are... If you are doing radio in Philadelphia tomorrow, are you making that point? Are you saying, look, everybody wants to call in and say, we got effed, we got screwed. But I, Danny Parkins, am going to be the one guy who said that it really is not a black eye. This call did not besmirch this game. Because I think it absolutely did. Even if I remove my betting hat, because what happened for me in this game is there was a balance like the lady justice where there was my hatred for Philly sports fans and my bet on the Eagles. So it actually made me objective. They canceled each other out and I don't feel bad for them because I hate the slime and filth that is the Philadelphia sports fan, but they absolutely got screwed. And the reason why I feel so strongly about that is I think even the letter of the law people have a shitty argument, which you're going to hear a million times. Slow it down. He grabbed him. It's letter of the law. Anyone who's ever played a competitive sport will tell you what's more important, Danny, than letter of the law is what has the standard been the entire game? And the standard was for that not to get called. That's my problem with it. That didn't get called the entire game. It was the only hold. You're telling me the entire game with the Super Bowl on the line with big men smashing into each other at the line of scrimmage, that's the only time there was a hold the entire game? That's preposterous. So, I mean, it, I, listen, in that spot, it was a bad call. I agree with you. And you know when you throw that flag, you end the game. That's the other thing that, ha- that to me, has to weigh into that decision. It's over. You better be fucking right. And Pereira's up there, you know, Greg Olson is a nice enough guy where he's not going to debate him. Pereira's saying it's a good call. 
Because what Mike Pereira doesn't want to do in front of 100 plus million people is say the referee screwed the game. He, he's going to go back to his old officiating. Do you really believe it there. screwed the game, though? Yes. See, that was I an uncatchable think... ball. There, that that's well, a... okay. Well, hold on a second. Two, two things can be true. It the call should not have been made, and the Chiefs were driving, and the Chiefs would have scored there. And I know Philly would have had a chance to come back down and score, and that's what we were robbed of. Yes. But I do not believe that we, we just watched 38 35 in the Super Bowl, an Eagles dominated first half. They had, what was the stat? It was 20 plays run by the Chiefs against 17 first downs for the Eagles at one point. I mean, Pat Mahomes was a spectator, he had an expensive ticket to the game for the first 28 minutes of it or whatever it was. And then they flipped the script in the second half after no they were doubt. down double digits. But if that, if the, if it is done in reverse, and the Eagles win the game on that play, and they kick a field goal, and Mahomes never gets a chance with like a, with two minutes and timeouts down three, the entire football world is saying we can't decide games this way. That's what they're doing. Because we've seen it happen before about overtime. Wait, you don't, I mean, and, you don't think that's about to happen? No, I think it will, but it's, look. It's about to happen, dude. Yeah, but it's not, to me, it's not going to be, it will happen, but it's not going to be as universal as it would be if, like, Brady or Mahomes or somebody like that was deprived of that drive. And I know Hurts played well. He had a great game. Yeah, but it's not like, it's not like depriving uh, iconic an iconic player of a shot at winning a Super Bowl there. That's my take on it. Well, I mean, listen, it. I don't think you have to worry about that call getting discussed a lot. And the review, should it, should it be reviewed? Well, what let, is the let, me, let me ask you this question. If the shoe is on the other foot and Philadelphia has that happen to them, okay? If the referee swallows the whistle and holds the flag, and Mahomes was going to get the ball back with that amount of time down three. Do you think the Chiefs find a way to at least get it to overtime? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about the Eagles? Yeah, 50-50. So, 50-50. when you like, that's why. Dude, I mean, we're, we're in agreement. It's a massive call. I wish you would not have made the call. It was a bad call where I disagree is that it ruined the Super Bowl. I don't think it ruined the Super Bowl. That, and now, and hey, maybe it's because I won the bet. Okay, does it tarnish it? Uh, it's something that I don't think we will talk about in five years. I don't think it's like Don Denkinger in Game 7 of the World Series. I don't think it's like a singularly identifiable, terrible call. Because I think that you can make the argument that it was the correct call. It just sucks that it was made in the wrong spot. This isn't like if the Devontae Smith catch to open up the Niners game in the NFC Championship. Like, that was the wrong call. That they got away with something. This was arguably the wrong call. You know, like... I wouldn't have thrown the flag. I don't think that replay was particularly damning. Your point about how it wasn't called that way over the course of the game. But he he grabbed him. There was a little bit of a spin. I can see why a ref would make that call. I don't think that they're going to come out and say, you know, that it should not have been called a holding. 
you know, like a like a last two minute report in the NBA. They won't do that because that'll give fodder. That'll give food to like they do that. They open up the floodgates for conspiracy theory. Yeah, but in the okay, there have been Super Bowls with bad calls, bad penalties, but there hasn't been one so late in a game where, for all intents and purposes, it's ended the game. Well, there was this, the the NFC Championship with the Saints when they changed the rule after right. it. Right. Okay, but that's the NFC Championship game and not the Super Bowl. Okay. but So so 50 million people watching as opposed to 115 million people yes, watching? Yes, there's a big difference there, Danny. Yes, there is. About between 65 the two. About yes, 65. every American treats this as like their favorite TV watching event of the year. So, yeah. So you, like, you think that this Super Bowl will be remembered for the call. Uh, I think partly, yes. I think what helps, like I said before, is that it wasn't Mahomes who got screwed. I think, like, because it's Mahomes who's on the winning side of things, like, as his legacy goes on, it's just going to get added, like, it's, like, just a part of his trophy case. And, yeah, they caught a break there. But he's such a great player, he's not going to get docked for it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you know, listen, Brady gets talked about lucky breaks that he had along the way. Sure. Having having refs always make the call for him or, you know, the tuck rule or whatever. So, but if they had lost, it would be Mahomes is one and two, but his offensive line was in tatters in his second Super Bowl and he got hosed by a bad call at the end of the game. That's what I think people would say. I, I think him. again, I agree with you. I, I, I agree that the star player gets the benefit, man. I just it bums me out when this happens. Yeah, of course. I don't want to be having this conversation right now either. I don't. But, but my point is is that it's also an easier conversation to have. It's it like everybody loves pitchforks, torches. Let's blame the boogeyman of a referee, a side judge, or a back judge whose name we don't even know, as opposed to saying, wait a minute, there was one sack in the entire game. We spent all that time talking about the Eagles defensive line and Pat Mahomes' ankle and four four pass rushers with double-digit sacks and how big of an edge that was for Philly. And they didn't sack Pat Mahomes one time. One time on that. We don't talk we don't talk about how the the Chiefs outrushed the Eagles. Who had that? They outrushed the Eagles. Number one rushing team in the NFL. They outrushed them. Like, that is an unbelievable football development that came out of that game. Jalen Hurts had three rushing touchdowns, set a tied a record with Terrell Davis for rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl, and was great passing the football. Like, Travis Kelsey had another touchdown in the postseason. The adjustment of Andy Reid with two wide-open schemed touchdowns of the jet sweep motion with Tony and with Sky Moore running towards the line of scrimmage, and he passes through on a couple of them, and then when they actually score the touchdown, he, like, stops on a dime, turns the other way. Eagles don't adjust. Wide-open walk-in touchdowns. Like, that was a great high-level chess match of a football game. I don't man. disagree with you on that, but like when Scott when Scott Norwood misses a long field goal wide right, like the things that become secondary are Bill Belichick's game plan 
to slow down the K-Gun offense and say, you can have your yards, Thurman Thomas. I'm not going to let Jim Kelly air it out to James Lofton and Andre Reed all game. Otis Anderson running the ball at will on the Bills defense and then possessing the ball for like 40 minutes in that game becomes lost to the dustbin of history because some guy missed a kick. Like that's what happens in these moments. Like I'm, I, I'm, I don't disagree with you. I don't, but I'm just saying that's, that's what people remember from these games. Like that there was one, like, but it cuts both ways too. Like even when it's not an officiating thing, like were there other opportunities in Super Bowl 49 for the Seahawks to win the game before that boneheaded dumbass play sure. at the end of the game? But that's what people go back to. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the worst offensive play call I've seen in a big moment in my entire life. I'll live another hundred years and I won't see anything dumber than them not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch there. And everything else that happened leading up to that, Danny, is just like, okay. That 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 that's true. And I, so I guess all I'm saying is is that I don't know that I will think about this Super Bowl as a singular, like as a single play in that type of way. I don't think I will. Well, I, I I don't think I don't think as time passes, I don't think No, but, but, but what you're saying is like, yes, I agree. Scott Norwood missing a kick is a singularly defined thing of that game. Or uh the the not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch, of course. But it was it was the right call. Like it, it it was technically a hold. Spencer just put the quote in. James Bradbury, the corner for the Eagles, just said it was holding. I tugged his jersey. I was hoping they would let it slide. I don't think that this Super Bowl. In oh, five that's going to go. Gonna be- that's going to go over great in Philadelphia. I'm sure they're going to want to re-sign him after that comment. Yeah, Way to go, I mean- James. I'm just saying, man, I don't I don't think that in five years we're talking about the defensive holding call. I th- I think I think we are talking about Pat Mahomes, the second half, the second ring, the club that puts him into. I it, it's a part of the game for people that remember the full game flow, but I, yeah. I don't think this is gonna be the defensive holding Super Bowl. I don't. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be there tomorrow. Like I think, I think it's. I think people are listening to this on Monday. I think, like in the you know the A block of PTI, you know the the opening segment is going to be Chiefs win. The second segment is going to be the second topic will be Eagles loss. Third topic will be officiating. You know, like it's it's going to dominate tomorrow, but I I don't think it's going to be something that we ultimately remember. Listen to this, man. Pat Mahomes, five years as a starter. AFC Championship game every year, AFC West Division title every year, 12 wins or more every year, Pro Bowl every year, two Super Bowl wins, two MVPs, two league MVPs, one offensive player of the year. Like, this is a – he could he could retire right now. I and agree. He's, and he's, he would be in the Hall of Fame. If he, yeah, I mean, if he, he pulled an Andrew Luck, right now he would be in. I agree. I mean, he proved once and for all that he's the best player in the NFL this season. I don't want to – I don't want to come off as a hater and say like that it wasn't a Herculean effort from him in these playoffs with this bad ankle to lead the charge and get the Chiefs through to a Super Bowl. But like he made some really big plays. He made some great throws. The run. He made some huge runs. I was just going to say that run. 
Give me his final stat line for the game, if you don't mind. Do you have it up? Do you have it up? Yeah, 21 of 27, 182 yards, three passing touchdowns, a passer rating of 131.8, and he was the team's second leading rusher, six carries for 44 yards. Yeah. I'm not sure if you just gave me – the three touchdowns is obviously a big stat. I'm yeah. not sure. Well, I was just going to say – I was just going to say, if you tell me he's under 200 passing yards before kickoff, I think they lose. Like, that's part of the – like, it was – I mean, I, I obviously agree, but, I mean, he, they, had, they had a five-yard touchdown drive and a defensive touchdown. Right. I want to say he was their best player, and he was a deserving MVP. Like, I think there was more of a discussion about Damian Williams the last time they won than Way there more. is a second chief in this Super Bowl. So, I would have given it to him. He earned it. But – it was way more of a team effort by the Chiefs than I anticipated it being. Like, I thought if they were going to win the game, he was going to have to basically be a superhero. I thought he was going to have to be something out of a Marvel comic book movie. You know, like, but he had, they had the Tony, they had the Tony punt return. You had the Bolton scoop and score. You had... Pacheco Kelsey. was good. Pacheco, Pacheco was... Pacheco was really good. You had their offensive line not give up a sack. You had you had their defensive line get penetration on. I mean, I'm going to say something for a second here. Just tell me if you agree with this. I think Hertz might have had a better game than Mahomes. Hertz like, was great. Like was great. J- j- just individually, and I and like. If you had told me before the game that Hertz was going to play like he did, I would have expected that the Eagles were going to win. But the like the his supporting cast let him down big time. Mahomes well, yeah, was I mean, my, my, Miles Sanders. It, honestly, man, the I, I think both quarterbacks played a games. Like I, to be honest with you, I think I think yeah. like, like if you made me. Pick who was better. It's I, I, it's, I, it's 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 not quite as good as like Foles and Brady in the Super Bowl when Brady threw for five hundred and Foles was basically yeah. perfect. But yeah, I think like both quarterbacks can walk. One guy's the MVP and is the best player in the league, and the other guy's like, you know what, we lost, but there was this whole discussion about how good I am. He oh. was the only reason why they were really in the game for me. I yeah, thought. he was he was phenomenal. I mean, he had to run 27, 27 of thirty eight, three hundred and four passing yards, one passing and, touchdown, pass a rating of one hundred three point four, and he was the team's leading rusher, uh, fifteen carries for seventy yards, and he was the team's leading rusher, Danny, because with th- with three rushing touchdowns, obviously, some of those that tied the most in a Super Bowl with Terrell Davis. Yeah, a lot of those plays were not designed runs. It wasn't like RPO. He thought the better decision was to just run it, which he did a few times. But it was like their offensive line was getting beat and he had to take off and run to make a positive play. Like yeah, the Chiefs, you know, see, the see, Chiefs I don't, won I don't, the line of scrimmage in this game on both sides of the ball. I right. did not think that was possible. I I was blown away by the Chiefs' run defense. That... Right from the beginning, Sanders that, fumbled the first play of the game. Yeah, that that it it floored me though because they had not played good running rush uh, offenses this year. So we talked a ton about how like the Eagles weren't really challenged 
by any of the teams on their schedule for the Chiefs passing offense. And the Chiefs weren't really challenged by any of the teams on their schedule for the Eagles uh, rushing offense. And the Chiefs were amazing. But you said supporting Castlet hurts down. Maybe his offensive line, even though they converted all those short yardage ones. I thought well, Devontae's- no, hold on a second with that. You say that the guards false start. That was on, yeah. That pushes them back, and then the next play's the fumble. Right. That is a huge turning point play in this game. Massive one. I just the thought right his pass catchers were good. Devontae Smith was great. AJ Brown was good, and Dallas Goddard had some an unbelievable yeah. high degree of no, difficulty catching. No, you know what? Yeah, let me amend what I said. They're passing like the skill position players in the pass game played great. What what they what they really the thing that they hadn't done all playoffs was what kept them in this game. They had a explosive passing game. Yeah, that's so that's what I'm saying. Like it's not it's not the supporting cast. It was what was expected to be. Honestly, the two biggest, because what we talked about on the two pods ago was when I started the podcast with, I know how the Eagles can win. Let's try to figure out how the Chiefs can win because the Eagles stuff on paper was such an obvious mismatch, man. Their rushing attack and offensive line against the Chiefs rush defense and their pass rush. I can't believe it. That's I, I have that right, right? Yeah, the Chiefs were sacked zero times. Yeah. Zero times. Yeah, and there might be like, I would say maybe there were maybe two or three plays where it could have been a sack, but just the mat the you know the sorcery of Mahomes avoided a sack from happening. That happened a few times. You know, I, I will like I, I feel bad that it took 21 minutes to get to this, but I mean at halftime it wasn't a given that Mahomes was even gonna come out and look like a stud with what happened right before the end of the half with him, the way he was limping around. And you've got people reporting that Henny's throwing passes there. Like, well, that's what's, that's what I'm saying. That that's what bothers me. If people just choose to, to make the refs, the boogeyman here, dude, that is some heroic shit that we just yep. saw. Yeah, like, you're right. Sports heroism. And I, I know like, Oh, is he limping? Is he, is he, is he milking it for the cameras? Was it really a high ankle sprain? I never grade thought two, that milking one? part. I never thought the milking part. I thought maybe the diagnosis of the ankle injury was deliberately made out to be worse than it was, but I never thought Mahomes like on the field was like trying to hoodwink his opponents. He's, he's tough as hell. Yeah. And the fact like, you know how the so like we can make these cross sport comps for all time greats because he's clearly an all time great. In my mind, LeBron's signature thing is beating the, that Warriors team and leading both teams in all five statistical categories. Right, points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals. It's the most impressive thing I've ever seen done on a basketball floor when he came back from down three, one and led both teams in all statistical categories. The signature moment is the block and it will be maybe the last highlight that is shown when he gets into the hall of fame. It might be the greatest scorer of all time in terms of points, arguably the greatest passer, his signature play is a block Mahomes having that run. Yep. In that spot. 
after that injury. I agree with you on that. That that is just and he's had that's a like of, his that's like his version of the Elway helicopter touchdown against the Packers. Right. And he had that run in the playoff game against the Titans. Um he just he always jokes about how like his speed is just like whatever is it's a tenth of a second faster than the guy who's chasing him. He always, he joked about his four eight speed. Uh, I was watching the ESPN. He was on with Boomer uh, before uh, we we started recording. He always like makes that joke, but he like is a savvy, mobile, tough running quarterback. Like he does. Obviously, he doesn't need to do it like Hurts does, or like Fields does, or like Vic does, or even like yeah. Josh Allen does. But when he needs to do it. He's crazy effective, man, and he's just a tough son of a bitch. If I were the GM there, I would feel like king shit for the offensive line moves that they made since the last Super Bowl because Joe Thune at guard, drafting the Brown Reed Humphrey. Trade. Yeah, the, and they're going to franchise tag Orlando Brown for a second time. They the they right re- the right guard is like a late round pick, Smith. Trey He's Smith. a diamond of the rough guy. Yes. Yeah, uh, Creed, hum- Creed Humphrey was a second rounder and, and uh, Smith was a fifth rounder. And dude, Wiley, who's a journeyman. How many times do we call Hassan Reddick's name today? Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Like, I saw Mitchell Schwartz shout out Wiley on Twitter after the game. You're right. Yeah. He, he deserves that. Like that's right. a guy that I circled and was like, well, we're going to hear his name a lot because he's going to have to hold or do something to basically – tackle these guys I mean the thing that I just I'm still here non like just shocked by is the Eagles have all of these difference makers on their lines defensive line they bring a second wave like a line change in hockey of guys in and it's probably the reserves could be a upper echelon starting defensive line for other NFL teams they've got like legitimately eight starting defensive linemen. Did any of them make a difference in this game? Was there a batted down ball? Was no. there a pressure? No. No. I mean, that's an all time coming up small moment from an elite group. That would be like the steel curtain having a shitty Super Bowl or like the purple people eaters, man. These no, guys. Here's why it's not. Because we know the steel curtain was really great. We talked about it all year. The NFC sucks. But you talked about the Eagles as the unicorn in that conference. Like, they're great at everything. I I, I know. I know. But then, like, I, I, I was wrong. Like, and, and yes, way, we learned they, that. The, I, I learned that the hard way tonight, my friend. Well, I know, but, but, like, over the course of the last few weeks, and certainly the playoffs, and certainly when they didn't get uh, – a Niners team that had a quarterback who could throw the ball down the field. It was like, holy shit. This team played 17 regular season games and two playoff games and really weren't challenged by great passing offenses or great quarterback play. It was, and when, and we, we talked about it all the time, but like when they played Detroit 38, 35, when they played Dallas without Cooper Rush, gave up 40. When they played Aaron Rodgers, gave up 33. Like they, when they played good quarterbacks or good passing offenses, they gave up a lot of points. Every yeah. other game, 
because they got the Jaguars in week four. Every other game, Vikings, Commanders, Giants, Colts, Saints, just no teams that don't scare you through the air. The Chiefs obviously do. They're the number one passing team in the league. So, but the, but I, the thing I, about I just, that, I just, I just don't think they were. I think they beat up on some oh. bad teams, man. And I think they were very good. They were very so, good, but they're not the Steel Curtain. Okay, but but I think they're not though, the two thousand Ravens. But of course not. But what the Super Bowl does though is that it flips the narrative, because the narrative before this game was great team that has propped up a quarterback. Their quarterback propped them up in this game tonight. Yes, hurts was the guy that made everything better. And, like, we kind of sort of should have known that based on the fact that they were 16-1 and with him and 0-2 without him, including a home loss to the Saints. Right. But... I, I know, I mean, listen, I, th- I think that, like, sometimes it happens in losses, right? Like, honestly, like, even Mahomes, when he lost to Tampa... Was incredible. Guys throwing the ball horizontal to the ground. It's going off his dude's helmets. Yeah. He's running around like a chicken with his head cut off because his offensive line stuff. Like you can, you can still have your stock go up in a loss for your team. Yeah, I and- always felt like with that game, Andy Reid's inability to recognize going into the game and then during the game that his tackles literally couldn't block and tried to come up with a plan B was the reason why they got obliterated and couldn't do anything offensively. I thought he was stubborn in that game. I give him credit in this game because they didn't like commit to the run in the traditional sense, but they kept the run alive and they kept the run a threat throughout the whole game, which is not something Andy Reid always does. That is not... But but just, yeah, so... They outrushed them, man. That's what I mean. I, yeah, they 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 one fifty eight to to one fifteen. That's that might be the most. The I mean, what's more surprising? Zero sacks for Phillies D led the league in sacks, or Chiefs outrushed Eagles. Eagles number one rushing team in the NFL. What's more I, surprising? I honestly think it's the second one. I do too. I do too. I I mean, I, I did not see a scenario that the chiefs, I I thought that the chiefs could, would give up a bunch of yards between the twenties and maybe be able to hold them to field goals in the red zone. Even though Nick Sirianni, man, that guy impresses me. I thought early on, he was getting the best of Andy Reid. Reid settled for the field goal. Um, Butker misses the 42 yarder. Sirianni was routinely going for it on fourth down, went for it on fourth and three and fourth and five on the same drive. He had a fourth and short deep in his own territory in the second half. And I thought it was a little bit of a miss by Olsen and Burkhart that they didn't even at least bring up. Yep. Hey, do you go for it here? Do you remember what yep. I'm talking about there? The first three and out of the game there was a, was a fourth of the and second short. half. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, I, I, I that's think when it, the big punt return happened right after that. They didn't even revisit that idea. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I think like, so for the Eagles, you know, we were talking about, I feel like stock up in coach and quarterback and they'll go in the next year feeling like they should be the preseason 
you know, favorites to win the NFC. And, and I always say this about games like this. Like, after what happened with the Bills last year against the Chiefs, you couldn't hire Leslie Frazier to be your head coach. With what happened at the end, the def- Gannon, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, no effing way I'm hiring that guy as a head coach now. How do I introduce him? Yeah, we believe in this guy, but on the biggest stage, his team's calling card was getting pressure. The last time somebody had this many sacks in a season was the 85 Bears. And when they needed it, they couldn't get any. Here's $8 million a year. We're handing the keys of the franchise over to you. No, no thank you. Yeah, I can't argue. But they could <laughs> lose both coordinators, right? Gannon yeah. to... Steichen's going to take the, uh, what, Colts job? The Colts job and Gannon to, to Arizona. You know, I, I see that Spencer sent us something about how Andy Reid commented on how he's not going to retire after this game. He said, my heart's still young. I'm good with what I'm doing right now. I have a soft spot for Terry Bradshaw because he won four Super Bowls in Pittsburgh. And he's obviously been battling a lot of health issues this year, which I do think has affected his work. And I know he's going to say that he's just being classic Terry and he wanted to loosen the mood and he's always a funny guy. I thought what I thought him with Andy Reid after the game was completely inappropriate and just the in waddle poor taste. over here remark. Poor, waddle over here, basically like you're old like me, and like eat a cheeseburger. Like the last group of people that it's okay to do that with in that setting are people that are overweight. And I actually watched that and I'm like, why is it acceptable right after this is like a crowning shining moment for Andy Reed, like a coaching Picasso here that he's got to be ribbed for being overweight. I don't, I don't know. That just didn't sit well with me, man. And maybe what what it is, is I, I hear what you're saying. It's just, Andy Reid does it to himself. I get that, and he takes like, like, it. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, 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 it's like you're using his material back to him. It's like quoting I, the I, bit to the stand-up comic. Like I it's, it's tacky, but I don't think it's offensive. I, I, I understand that, but I'm just like, that's what we're doing here. Like, you do that with a guy pregame to kind of joke around with him, like on a pregame show. Well, like well here's the thing. I, I, I'm with, I'm with you on like 90% of this take. There's no, Terry Bradshaw is not a master of ceremonies. You, you employ hundreds of people. I mean, the pregame show had 11 people on it at one point. You have Tom Rinaldi. The guy's got a room for all of his Emmys. You're right. Like, can can, can we put, I, I, I mean, Aaron Andrews would do a fine job and has done it before. Well, how about Nance who comes out of the broadcast booth to do the ceremony? Every year, you don't want that's Burkhardt a little doing bit of that? an ego thing. A little bit, yeah. Well, you saw the story that Nance is giving up the final four. Did I tell you this? To Ian Eagle, give, I know that he's giving up the final four to Ian Eagle, but he is still gonna do the on court presentation after the game. Oh, I didn't know that part, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I just want to share that with my kids, Jim. I love you. It's not for your kids, buddy, that's for you, yeah. Like, that that is very much. But I you. just like. But yeah, but I just put, think like playing to the Reed. Ask some questions. I just think playing to the Reed stereotype in that moment. It's just like I, I just I, I wanted 
I wanted better for him in that moment. Like instead of like joking around about like his eating habits, I want and like you're not gonna I don't need him to go to the drawing board and tell us about like the intricacies of a play that worked. But just like celebrate the fact that the guy just won his second Super Bowl. Like ask him, like Reed had to work in something about the Eagles. Ask him about what it was like to just be his own. Yeah. Yeah. How about Andy Reed, man? So, I mean, obviously he's a Hall of Famer. That was established before the game. Well before the game. He will pass Tom Landry for fourth most wins of all time. And I think he's second alone now in playoff wins behind Belichick. He was tied, I think, going into this game for second with 21. Now he's got 22. So, so two rings, second all time in postseason wins. He's fifth all time in in wins overall. And like I said, he'll pass Tom Landry. And what? Ten conference championship games, five in Philly, and five in a row in Kansas City. Yep. I mean, best offensive coach of his generation, top five head coach of all time is in the conversation here. Yes, like. He's he's 64 years old. He's going to coach for another few years at least with Pat yeah. Mahomes. Shula I don't think he'll pass Noble. Belichick on all-time wins. So I, I think I think he might he'll 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 cap at four. Um because Hallis and Shula are just ridiculous. Shula, Noel, uh Belichick, Lombardi, Gibbs has three. You know, those are the guys that are like in that you know, Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah. And he's right there now, man. Well, and if you look at Bill it, Walsh, I, Bill Walsh I, too, obviously. I, I did it this week on the show. If you look at the all-time coaching wins list, like the top 20, uh, the top three guys, Shula, Hallis, and Belichick, have a slightly higher win percentage than Andy Reid. Andy Reid's won like 64.5% of his games. Those guys are 66, 67, 68%. But everyone else in the top 20 won at like a lesser clip than Andy Reid. They won in like the mid 50 percentile, maybe low 60s. Like, so you can't even like knock him for just being a compiler because he has done it for a long time. And yeah, he did it with 16 and now 17 game season. So a little bit more opportunity in that spot. But in terms of like win percentage, he's also fourth all time. So it's pretty insane. He's a guy, he gets a higher win percentage than Tom Landry, who's in front of him on the wins list. So I, I don't know how long they'll go if he'll end up being the fourth best or the sixth best or the eighth best or whatever. But all the knocks that people had on him, I had Angelo Cataldi on the show and he was like, the person I hate most that I've covered in my years is Andy Reid. He, he's won one championship in 24 years. He's a loser. I'd rather, like he went, he went so hard on Andy Reid on the he show. He went nuclear. And I was just like, are you just jealous? Because you guys, I mean, I know you guys have your Super Bowl since he left, but like, you guys were wrong. Like, like the, the, the Philly sports fan was wrong on Andy Reid. They didn't have, as soon as he got a great quarterback, he won. And he won there without great quarterbacks. He won there with good quarterbacks, but not And great. he won in Kansas City, but not to the extent that he is now with even Alex Smith. So, yeah, he's always been a winner. Man, like, Alex yeah. Smith, Donovan McNabb, Jeff Garcia, Kevin Cobb, Mike Vick. 
The guy wins games with whoever the quarterback. He has three losing seasons in 24 years, and I know that's nothing for for Tomlin, who's never had a losing season. But like to have the sheer number of different quarterbacks and to do it at two different spots, he got to Kansas City. They had won two games the year before. Yep, it's fucking unbelievable. Like he he is an unbelievable football coach. Um. Did you care at all? Did you have any strong opinion on commercials? We can do commercials, then we can do halftime show here. Uh, I thought the commercials went better, got better as they went on. I thought the first commercial that I liked, and I generally have felt like this guy has completely tailed off and fallen apart, was like the car commercial where, where Will Ferrell was just dressed up as like Netflix characters like Stranger Things and yeah. Walking Dead and stuff. I'm like, all right, this is pretty good. And then I thought when they did the Breaking Bad Chips commercial, I'm like, okay, now I'm really starting to like these. So I thought they clo- I thought they ended on a high note. I thought they got better. Uh, but the, I, so, yeah, the, the I, Breaking Bad commercial is a perfect encapsulation of like, so like my mom was here and she was like really into like, oh, that commercial sucks, or oh, that was kind of cute, or like, yeah. she liked the one where the dad left the binky and had to drive the car through the whole thing. She's like, oh, that's so relatable. He had a couple oh. of sentimental ones, like the dog commercial that people seem to like. Yeah, but like, I think just like our age range and younger, and my sister was over and she works in advertising, she was like, seen that commercial already, seen that commercial already. You know, like I had seen the Breaking Bad commercial on the internet. Oh, I hadn't. So that was my first exposure to it. Yeah. So like, I just, I I didn't, I no longer feel like I need to be paying. I used to be like the Super Bowl. When do you go to the bathroom? Because every minute, oh, is this going to be a Budweiser frog moment? Is this going to be the iguana? Is this going to be the Clydesdale? Like these Michelob Ultra commercials, like the Caddyshack thing, I didn't even get. Like you're having this random actor play the Judge Smales character and like... Well, he's not a random actor. He's the guy from Billions or whatever, or Succession from, is from, it? From Succession. Yeah. Cox, yeah, whatever. Okay, name. Brian Cox. Yeah. Great. But Tony Romo's playing Bill Murray's character. I, I just don't... I don't know why they couldn't get more people from the movie. When you say more people, you mean, I don't know, a single character yeah, from yeah, the movie still alive? Single- yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get a actor? Yeah. A single yes. character. I mean, I suppose the movie was made in 1980 and it's 2023. So maybe they're all dead. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so commercials, I, I feel like if there's anything that matters, I'll see it on Twitter. Either Man, before. they got rid of the crypto commercials. Huh? I don't think I saw one. Yeah. Last year was Larry David crypto, Matt Damon crypto, crypto this, crypto that. I don't think I Brady saw a single. Brady and Giselle crypto. Brady, zero crypto yeah. this year. Yeah. No more fortune favors the bold in these <laughs> no. commercials, huh? No. Uh, saw you were a fan of Rihanna. On loved her. Absolutely loved it. Amanda kept saying she was pregnant, but I'm like, I don't want to do that yet. Like, what if she just is like, this is my body now. I'm doing my thing. I'm a little bit older. But then she, she confirmed is, this. She is pregnant, though. She, she confirmed it, which made it even cooler. It, like, yeah. the stage was set up like... Like the like the original Super Mario, where you had to like jump onto those like landings to like beat Bowser, which I thought was pretty cool. I don't know why like 
all those dancers were dressed up like Star Wars uh, stormtroopers or whatever. Like that part of it was a little bit weird for me that that was a theme. But she's just she just kicks butt, man. She just rattled through all of her songs. Maybe some of it or most of it was lip synced. But I just, I like the vibe of it. It worked for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not a music critic. So I always like laugh that everyone in our profession turns into one about the anthem and about this stuff right after it. It was a good show. Um, it started out, I thought maybe like, I was like, oh, maybe a little bit more energy, whatever. But like, she's pregnant. Uh, and a lot of hits. I know nothing about music, but you knew all the songs. I knew all the songs. That's yeah. an, that is an extensive catalog of hits. I mean, we're not that far removed from the weekend walking around like a fun house. And there were other guys with jock straps on their heads running yeah. around with him. And I'm like, this, this is not entertaining. In any La- way. Last year was more for me than this year, just in terms of the, the genre of music. Like, Wasn't it Eminem? Yeah, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop. Like, that was more, like, I thought that was personally cooler. Uh, but Rihanna was great. She was great. Um, what do you think? Wait, can I just say one more thing about that for just a quick second? Yeah, 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 sure. I also think, like, enough time has passed where we're now okay, too, with, like, some of the, like, risque things that happened. Like, not that she was dressed in, like, a provocative way. But some of the dance moves and stuff, like I just always think back to when I was sitting on my couch as like a 13-year-old and we just saw Janet Jackson's tit and like how that just like caused everybody to melt down. And the reaction to that was just 10 10 years of like old white guys performing the halftime show. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the NFL's we finally to- recovered from Janet Jackson's nipple. Yes, where that we will allow attractive, sexy, occasionally provocative people. Yeah, and like well, you know, like music time. You know, she like you know would have certain moves where my like my mother in law was like texting Amanda and like found like some of it to be like a little bit too much. Yeah, but there's me, and I don't even say this in like a perverted way. I'm like, I'm happy that we're back to this point. Where it's not like, here comes 97-year-old Bruce Springsteen to play Badlands and have like every white sports writer in America just like standing and applauding the entire and I like Bruce Springsteen, but come on. No, it's you know, let's this have, is better. Yeah, let's have contemporary performers who are not like over the age of 70. I love Andrew Filipponi, the music critic. Right, How about Paul finish? McCartney was there? Do you think he understood anything that was going on? Or is that like, am I wrong to say that guy from England, at this point, he's got to know American football, right? You don't think, oh, I thought, they, I thought he meant musically with Rihanna. You think he was confused <laughs> as to why they were using their hands? No, like, yeah, I'm just saying, do you think that he's embraced the sport? I'm going to say no. That- I, yeah, I, 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 let's put it this way. I don't think that Paul McCartney has a fantasy team. I don't think that he necessarily makes single game, uh, same game parlays, but I think he's familiar with, you know, that you punt on fourth down, unless you're Nick Sirianni and you go for it. I think he know. I think he knows the rules. All right, I got it here for you. Do you want to take a guess? The Super Bowl odds for next year. You want to take a shot at the top five? 
Yes. All right. I believe in you. I got to go one through five. I would or like I... you to. Well, here's here's the here's the one clue I'll give you. Uh, there's a one, there is a two, and then three, four, and five are all tied at the same number, and then there's a pretty significant drop to to the sixth team. Okay. So I think I think the two teams that played tonight, I think the Bills, I think the Bengals, and I think the 49ers are all in the top five. But as I say that out loud, the team that I'm least well, I was going to say I'm least sure of the Bengals, but now I'm least sure of the 49ers just because they're quarterback situation. But that was what my gut said, so I'll give you those five teams to start. Those are the five teams. Let's go. Good job. Uh, Chiefs the favorite, six to one. Bills second favorite plus eight fifty. Eagles, Bengals, Niners all tied at nine to one. So just a smidge behind the Bills. Drop from nine to one to fifteen to one for the Dallas Cowboys. Wow! How about the Eagles fans booing Dak Prescott when he got his Walter Payton Man of the Year award? I hate Philly fans too, but that was funny. That was funny. I agree. They're not booing the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. They're booing the Cowboys quarterback getting his name announced at the stadium when they're all there. That was like funny, good natured booing. That wasn't boo. That like people are like, oh, now they booed you know Michael Irvin when he's down, or they booed Santa Claus. That was funny. If, If you can't boo your rival team's quarterback when you're lit at the Super Bowl, getting ready to watch your team. Like, Bears fans would have booed Aaron Rodgers. Steelers would fans... Would they, would've... even though it's Walter Payton, you think they would have in that spot? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And I think that Steelers fans would have booed Joe Burrow. I don't think that was a uniquely Philly boo. I do not. I think that I think that if we are so soft as a collective sports fan base that we are going to pearl clutch over booing during the Walter Payton Man of the Year award just so yeah. we can crap on Philly fans. We've got we've got we've gone too far the other direction. Like they might be too far in the fan being short for fanatic direction, but that is that is good old clean clean harmless sports fun right there. I got I got no problem with booing the Walter Payton Man. Well, of I year. have no problem in, in the in the context of like they on like the scale of deplorable Eagles fan behavior. Like that's like that's like their equivalent of like holding the door open for an elderly woman <laughs> or like helping her cross the street. You know what I mean? Like booing is tame for them. Like that's like that's a random act of kindness when you just get booed by Philly fans. Yeah. Like yeah, it was just a day. I always day. Ex- I always uh I always explain it this way to like people in in Pittsburgh, like if if the Penguins are beating the Flyers four to one, but if there's like five brawls in the stands and the fly and like five Flyers fans beat up like five Penguins fans, that's a winning night for them. <laughs> like they leave the arena feeling good about themselves because they're mutants. They're just total cretins. They're Homo erectus. They're like one <laughs> over from Homo sapien, dude. I know what you meant. I wasn't expecting the entire fan base 
to have a place on the evolutionary chart, but I like it a lot. The the bottom line, I got the screen off to the left, said Mahomes hurt ankle in first half, near perfect in second half. Um, that really does deserve it, man. That was it was a masterpiece. I, I just to wrap it up, go full circle. The Chiefs in the second half, zero penalties, zero turnovers, zero punts, zero sacks allowed. We talked about it, zero sacks allowed the whole game. One incompletion in the second half and it was a throwaway and they scored on every drive i mean that the 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 second half master class is what should be the thing that we remember in five years from that super bowl not a letter of the law should not have been called sucks that it was called with the timing defensive holding penalty big call but second half master class is what we should remember from that Super Bowl. I want to let everybody know that just because the season is over, we're not going to end the show. So we'll continue to do a show once a week here that hits on all the off-season and draft stuff that's going to go on over the next few months. So yeah, we're gonna, keep listening, we're- keep subscribing, keep telling your friends like, we're not going to go dark here because the season just ended. No, so we're going to do make sure people know that. Yeah, we're going to do one a week um in the in the off season. Maybe there'll be times where we feel like we'll pop on and do some special ones. But uh yeah, we're going to keep it up. And man, the numbers are good. We were like we got a, like a big attaboy in the in the company for January. So, people are listening. Please do tell friends. It really does mean a lot to all of us. And uh, Spencer Ray, an unbelievable job as a part of this thing. And uh, apparently, Jason Kelsey said uh, he shared what he told Travis at the end of the game. Fuck you. Congratulations. And we also hit our final show bet of the year, which was the over in this game. We crushed the show bets. We only lost one, right? We We lost one. Six or seven and one. Six and one. Six and one. On mutually agreed upon show bets, and we started. Take that, Nick Costos. Are you in that Barkley character going six and one on your playoff bets? You fucks. <laughs> there we go. A little pod pod uh, <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. How about that? Six. And All right, one. dude. This was a blast. Let's keep it going. All right, man. I'll talk to you uh, next week sometime. Sounds good. Peace. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 